This is the uh, uh, the indictment. It is four pages long. It relates uh, to alleged offences by Hunter Biden back in 2018. <laughs> Let's just get into this, shall we? Ba 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 bow, ladies and gents. Welcome to Aid Thompson and other disappointments. The show that looks at politics, news, dystopia, uh, takes it all down, lets it swirl around, and brings it back up in in conversation. Um, though, yes, you know that did sound a little bit like I was about to say something about vomiting it all up again. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, getting off to a good start here, aren't we? Uh, this is a show, in case you're you're new to it, this is a show about awfulness and hopelessness within the world. Hosted by myself, Aid Thompson. Uh, and it's where we usually look at the news or, or current affairs with a bemused, sometimes hysterical response. And together, we try to make sense of the senseless. Um, and in that togetherness, we form a bond, don't we? A community, if you will. And I take that community and I then attempt to reframe it as a cult. <laughs> this is where it gets weird. This is where people start turning off the episode. They're like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I thought I thought this was going to be like the news agents or something or Americast. This is getting weird now. Um, yeah, I try to reframe it as a cult where I am your leader. So that then when society collapses, I at least have the strength of a cult behind me, protecting me. Such are the plunging, unforgiving depths of my political despair and nihilism. Anyway, to that end, uh, misery loves company and all that. Cheers. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, let's get the gallows humour flowing if we can. Um, so, yeah, grab yourself a beer, a wine, a pina colada, whatever sugar you need to help the medicine go down and join me for the next hour as I cannonball dive bomb into whatever I can find to rip, roast and ridicule. Um, oh, before I get started proper, if you like, if you're in London on Thursday, the 28th of September, do grab yourself a ticket to my first ever live show. Uh, it's going to be me, Otto English, Ashley Hayden, John left of the countryside. It's less than two weeks away now. Uh, it's beer, comedy, politics, fun, games. Uh, and it's all building up to, um, you know, the funniest thing that night, the real sort of headliner of that night, which will be me crying at the bar at about midnight. So, yeah, grab yourself a ticket to that while you still can. Uh, there'll be a link in the description of this when it goes out on like Apple and um, Spotify and all the other places. Uh, OK, right. I promise we're starting now. Let's let's get into this, shall we? Influencers. So there's there's lots going on. At the moment in the news, both over in the US, but also here in the UK, as uh, obviously the cost of living crisis is still ruining lives, mauling salaries, mortgages are exploding, rents are soaring, inflation is still horrendous. And that's not to mention, like, you know, the, the aging population and the brain drain of the youth. I saw an article in The Independent earlier that said, like, a, a huge chunk. I can't remember the uh, fucking percentage of it off the top of my head, but it was something like 70%, 80%, a, a gigantic chunk of people under the age of 30 no longer see their future in the United Kingdom. Like, how sad is that? <laughs> 
when pretty much your entire like we already have like a shortage of babies and an aging population shouldn't we be trying to keep people here but this survey this poll that went out people under the age of 30 are like yeah no fuck this place this place is done um so yeah mortgages exploding rents soaring inflation aging population climate change is about to fry us out of existence oh and and there's a fucking war on between nuclear powers so it was refreshing it was reassuring to see that the prime minister decided to take the bull by the horns today and uh he went on tv and he gave an address about how he's banning a type of dog so that's nice that's really that is that's the professional integrity and leadership that he promised us that's a great great job there rish you are crushing it king it's amazing isn't it it's uh you know fucking like tory's hearing about a dangerous and deadly dog and instantly banning it taking immediate action is just you know i mean like how long how long till they hear about a dangerous and deadly tory you know have they never heard of tories how long till they hear about dangerous and deadly tories and jump off a fucking building you know <laughs> what else is happening man god am i feeling spicy tonight um what else is going on uh so a big story that came up in the last couple of days was hunter biden's indictment yeah feels weird to say that doesn't it hunter biden's indictment the president's son's indictment indictments feel like a trump thing don't they feels like intrinsically linked to the trump brand now more than like it's his thing you know so then when you you hear a news story and they say and hunter biden is being indicted it's like it's like hearing kfc started a happy meal range or so it's like uh, it's not really your your i think it's the other guys that you know but yeah so i saw the news of that break this morning i was like i was like hang on what like hunt hunter's getting indicted now hunter biden is also getting like how long how long till we can get his mugshot t-shirts <laughs> how long till hunter's face is on mugs and memes from texas to florida and we have people with an iq of 80 storming buildings for him like is that now does that happen now or do we have to wait until he rapes someone when do when does that hillbilly cult love kick in for hunter being indicted it's a bit weird though isn't it dear listeners like this last week because it feels like it's biden week doesn't it like us wise certainly like you know how the uk government like over the summer recess uh they kept doing like weeks on different things you know like one week it was immigration week and then the next week, once they'd fucked that up, the next week they were like, now it's NHS week. Next week is small boats week. And, you know, well, this week with the impeachment stuff, like earlier on, and then now the Hunter Biden stuff after it, like it's felt very much like prosecute Biden week to me <laughs> or something, you know, because on like at the beginning of the week, I think it was Monday 
or Tuesday was it maybe, we had Speaker Kevin McCarthy of the House of Representatives. He's a high-ranking Republican. And he represents the uh, the 20th Congressional District of California. Uh, and he stands up and he says that they will be pursuing the impeachment process for President Biden. So that's pretty big. That's how the week started <laughs> for the Biden family. And so then a few days later, we have Hunter Biden, the president's son, indicted on federal gun charges so that's that's fun it's a it's a fun time here in prosecute biden week i give it till sunday till jill biden gets hauled in on tax fraud and sex trafficking or something like such is the weird climate right now that we're inhabiting it's just a weird fucking time is it like i was thinking earlier how weird it is at the moment like things are so weird in the world that Mexico can do a veritable unboxing video of literal aliens. And NASA can put out a press release saying, oh yeah, UFOs are actually a real thing. And nobody cares. Nobody's even bang an eyelid about it. Everyone's just like, yeah, you're a bit of, but Trump though, you know, am I right? Like, wh what about the bully dogs? We should be talking about the bully dogs aid. Like NASA. Fucking NASA put out a presser last night saying, yeah, the the UFOs have been, uh, well, firstly, they're real and uh, they've been tracked and monitored and uh, and we can't rule out that it's aliens. Fucking aliens. <laughs> and what's the front page story where you are? Something about Suella bashing labor, maybe? Small boats? HS2 getting canned? It's fucking amazing how little we get. Like, I'm like, hey, Dave, Dave, there's a big glowing flying saucer just above your head there with, a, with a, a green guy poking his head out, probing your rectum with a tractor beam. That is happening right now. And he'd be like, oh, uh, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. What's happening with the Manchester rail link, though? You know? Like, people are more concerned with a small boat than a big spaceship. Like, isn't that wild? To anyone else? But anyway, where was I? The weird political climate is where I think I was. The weird political climate that we are in. So, so Biden Sr. is possibly going to be impeached possibly we don't know for sure yet and we had uh mccarthy reeling off a list of things that they've supposedly found evidence of so far i think i talked about that on wednesday's show if if you're interested and you want to spool back and then and then yeah more recently like so hunter biden has now been indicted on these gun charges and meanwhile of course this is being played out on the same stage as former President Trump is facing his, like, what is it, like 92 criminal charges and potentially decades in prison for his part in the January the 6th riots and the 
the Georgia election tampering stuff and then the, the hush money to Stormy Daniels that came from campaign finance money and the, and then the Mar-a-Lago documents. Like, and obviously it's all very concerning, very bizarre, this stuff that's being played out on the world stage between the Bidens and the Trumps and the division. But I think what's also worth a mention, what really brings the division into focus is this paragraph I read on BBC News this morning. Let me just read this to you uh, really quick. It's written by a guy called Darry, uh, Darry, Gary O'Donoghue. I'm not familiar with his work. I, I don't know who he is, but only fair to credit. So Gary O'Donoghue wrote this on BBC News this morning. Uh, he says, politically speaking, there are now two Americas. One is outraged and horrified that the former President Trump is facing 91 federal and state criminal charges in what they see as a deep state conspiracy orchestrated in part by Joe Biden's Department of Justice. That's the first America. The other believes that very same Justice Department has spent five years unfairly pursuing Mr. Biden's son, Hunter, over his tax affairs and behavior while a self-declared repentant drug addict. In other words, both Americas believe the department responsible for enforcing the laws of the land has been taken captive by the other side and is hopelessly politicized. And I really think that kind of sums it up. You know, the division, but also the stupidity you know, like the Republicans think the Justice Department is full of liberals desperate to jail Trump. And then the Democrats think that the Justice Department have like bent to the will of Republicans. So both accuse each other of weaponizing the same Justice Department. You know, like in any sane and rational world. With sane and rational news. You'd have journalists on the TV saying, well, you know, it's probably equals equals then, right? It's probably even Stevens or that at least it shows that it's not biased or something of that flavor, right? In any sane world, people would be like, well, look, they've gone after Trump because there's evidence of foul play there, right? But they've also gone after Hunter Biden and it looks like he might have messed up too. And this is a Justice Department. And that's sort of their job, pursuing lawbreakers. So the fact they're, they're pursuing two political figures from opposite ends of the spectrum at the same time, seemingly without fear or favour, kind of suggests that they're not politicised so much as just doing their job. You know, that's what you would expect in a sane and rational world with sane and rational journalists. But no, the childish state of modern news, the tribalism, means nobody talks like that. <laughs> nobody looks at things sanely or rationally now. Instead, they just go, oh, you, you're going after our guy? Well, well what about your guy? <laughs> and then when, when the people do go after the other team's guy... Then they're like, well, yeah, because he's crooked, because he's run. That's why, you know. Well, what, what about Trump, though? No, no, that's that's persecution. All right. OK. You know, it's childlike. In fact, it's even worse than that. It's worse than childlike. I tell you what it's like. It's like 
like if you take Trump's sociopathic psychology, just for a second, just think about who he is. Just think about what he is. Just consider that whole, you know, the interview that he gave before the last load of like Republican um, or like local, the equivalent of local elections in the US. The interview he gave and he said, like, if I win, it's because I'm amazing. But if I lose, it's because they persecuted me or their shit or or it's crooked Hillary or it's rigors. You know, that is like sociopath like behavior, is it not? So cool. Right. So we're establishing that he's probably a sociopath. Now, think about how his supporters kind of take that <laughs> and then just retail it out. You know, and it's become a sort of proxy sociopathy, hasn't it? You know, like Trump appears to be sociopathic, in my opinion. So for, so for him, it's like, yeah, it's never my fault, but it's always my genius. When something goes bad, it's everybody else. But when something goes right, it's my genius, you know. But for the brainwashed, radicalized MAGA crowd to be like, yeah, it's, it's never his fault. It's always his That is like proxy sociopathy. He says it, they breathe it in, and it becomes their own weird sociop sociopathic like mind state on his behalf and still for his benefit, but just in their heads. You know? Like, I didn't think being a sociopath was contagious. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, you flag-waving crayon eaters are making me revisit that hypothesis. You really are. Like, how empty does your skull have to be for another man's swelling ego and permeating mental illness <laughs> to, to be able to find its way into your head and take root in there? How empty does your head have to be for there to be room for that? I don't know. If it was me, I don't know if I would have room for Trump's ego in my brain. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so the gun charges are serving as a vindication for some American conservatives who think Hunter Biden has always been a bit of a bad apple. You know, like he's got this reputation as a sort of, um, you know, as a sort of cokehead, prostitute, frequenting party boy, which, you know, ironically makes me sort of like him more. You know, <laughs> like it's. It's more like it's all like a Streisand effect for former wreckheads such as myself. You know, like you're trying to draw my attention to something thinking it's going to make me go, "Ooh, that's that's gross. What a douchebag. But it comes back having the opposite effect. I'm like, fair play, Hunter. You know, go on. You get on it, son. But that's how some American conservatives see him as this sort of, you know, drugged out privileged party boy and they don't like it not a fan of that at all and they also see him and the biden family as corrupt don't they because because he allegedly put his dad on conference calls have you heard about this when he was working at an energy corporation in Ukraine and his dad was the VP sending money to Ukraine this was years ago right 
And so anyway, there's this narrative that he used his dad, who was then the vice president, as a way to get money out to this corporation and then into his bank account or shell company or whatever, which is like, I mean, I don't think there'll be much blowback on on the, um, you know, putting his dad on the calls stuff. I don't, I can't see that really uh, blowing up into anything massive. Like, I don't think that's illegal. I don't think that's against the law to put your dad on a call. I wish it was illegal <laughs> to put your dad on the line because... <laughs> Because honestly, it would save me an hour every fucking Sunday. It really would. I'd love to be able to go like, I'm sorry, Dad. No, no, I can't do Skype this week. I've got kids. I can't be going to jail for this. For your stories about your Radio 2 days. They are simply not worth the time, Dad. Goodbye. But yeah, man. Does anyone else think it's really fucking weird, though? Like how, like American conservatives... They they smash out such an anger wank over a coked out Hunter Biden, right? <laughs> Using his dad as a connection for his business career. But they will happily support Trump when like Don Don Jr.'s ex-girlfriend sang like a bird about their drug use together. Like and then who's who's Ivanka Trump's weird looking husband? That guy, who's, what's his name again? The uh, Jared something. He looks like fucking Phoebe Waller-Bridge got slowly poisoned with mercury. That guy. Kushner, that's it. Jared Kushner. Like, how, how are Republicans so irate about Hunter Biden doing some deals and taking some drugs when Don Jr.'s taking drugs and the Jared Kushner, that haunted motherfucker, when Trump's daughter's husband got $3 billion in Saudi investment and his only qualification for it was how much he begged for it while working in government. Like, how do you, how can you be that angry about this guy and then just turn a blind eye to that shit? So yeah, drugs, abusing your father or father-in-law's government position oh it's oh goodness me it's so it's so ghastly and corrupt what wait are you, are you talking about hunter biden no no the the, the trumps oh god, god damn it leave donnie alone a vote for trump is a vote for for jesus christ my my lord and say anyway you get the idea and so anyway so this gun indictment stuff uh there appear to be four trains of thought about this whole thing there are four four ways that you can see it it seems should we go through them cheers um okay here we go four trains of thought on the hunter biden gun indictment so number one number one the first lot of people they see it as vindication don't they they see the news Hunter Biden indicted for lying on a forum when he bought a gun. He said he wasn't on drugs, but we know that he was on drugs around the Hunter Biden indicted on federal gun charges. Right. They see that and they go, yeah, see, we we told you he was rotten. So that's them. Face value, zero context. They're just like, oh, he's he's a bad dad. <laughs> like. Anyway, number two, the second lot, they see it 
as evidence that the Justice Department is ish, kinda, mostly balanced. You know, like they, they investigate criminal activity on both sides. That's how they see it. Number two, see it as a kind of necessary evil. If you want a reasonable stab at democracy. And then we get onto the third lot. The third see it as a sort of a pantomime <laughs> for the left, right? Stay with me here. So number <laughs> number three, see it as a, a, as a biased, left-leaning Justice Department who are only performatively indicting him. <laughs> Getting crazier, I know. They're only performatively indicting him, but it's going to be light, you know? Like he'll end up resurrecting his plea deal. Or he'll just be prohibited from owning a gun for a bit. Or drug tested all the time or something. But number three, see this as a pantomime. Solely there so they can then pretend to be fair while cracking on with their real passion, which is trying to jail their boy Donnie. And that is quite contorted, isn't it? It's like, but I promise you there are people like that out there. There are. You know, I would have thought their lack of intellect would preclude them from concluding something that contorted. You know, like they'd get halfway through that conspiracy theory. They'd be like, well, so they're pretending to, to do this, but then actually it's part of a long game thing. But then really, they're like, you know, they'd get halfway through that conspiracy theory and the brain would just fucking give up. You know, they'd be like, oh, God, damn, I, I don't want to support the Justice Department, Hank, but... But the conspiracy theory that would allow me to <laughs> to disparage them requires so many twists and turns. It, it's just a lot. All right. And then they give up. But no, anyway, they do actually exist, these people. The number threes. These are people who spend their lives complaining how everything's biased. Everything's run by a metropolitan establishment elite or the swamp. And then even when an establishment institution like the American Justice Department steps up and indicts a Democrat, still, then they're like, oh, but they, they don't mean it really. It's, it's all part of their plan to get you thinking. They're performing fair and reasonably. Those clever bastards. So anyway, look, we've had number one. They're vindicated because Hunter is a bad apple. Number two. Think this is evidence of a fair justice department number three think this is like evidence of them pretending to be a fair justice department and then the fourth lot it's the last lot the fourth see it as a pantomime too but for the right curveball right so the last lot thought it was a pantomime for the left they're just pretending to indict him but really they'll let him off the hook and meanwhile, they carry on jailing Donnie. This fourth lot, they think it's a pantomime for the right. Because where they where they think it, like there's nothing much really to answer. And that these charges are only coming up because of pressure or dare I say persecution from the Republican Party. You've just been pushing and badgering and just say, well, uh, aren't you going to investigate Hunter? What about Hunter? What about his laptop? We knew he was on crack. Why aren't you investigating his bite? And then finally they've relented, you know. 
So the first believe he's rotten. The second believe this is Justice Department being equal. The third think it's left bias. It's all a show by the Justice Department to appear neutral. The fourth think it's a political persecution by the Republicans desperate to bring Biden down. And I guess it's probably a mix of all of them. But it's weird, though, isn't it? It's like. It's weird how hopelessly divided America is. I mean, we all know that. It's become more divided. Even in the last like three or four months. And we all know that, too. But it's now at a point where it is this creaking ship. About to break open. You know, and the water comes flooding in and just sinks the whole thing. Like, I'm not exaggerating, man. It is about to blow. You've got Tribe A, who think Tribe B are the Biden crime family. And if they get in again, it'll be the end of America as you know it. They'll take away your guns and force jabs on you and the deep state. And it's the end of America as you know it. And then you've got Tribe B who think if Tribe A get in, then he'll pass the Enabling Act and prosecute his foes and refuse the result of the following election and it'll be the end of America as you know it. You're like, it's so irreparably polarised now over there. And it feels unfixable, doesn't it? But it's weird because to fix it, how wild is this? All you would have to do, I reckon is nationalised news there. You know, like, how wild is that? Like, imagine an America where you say to Murdoch, all right, listen, Roops, you will be compensated to the tune of 14 billion, okay? It's a lot of money, so we'll probably give it to you in a mix of, you know, magic money that we've just dreamt up and and US bonds and, and you know, a bit of state owned property or so. But basically, Fox News is owned by the government now. <laughs> that is the bottom line. It's no longer yours. We control it. It's time to wind this shit down. Like, it's not a state sponsored land grab. In the communist sense, because you'd be buying it off him at the market rate, but it would be state owned. From then onwards. Imagine what impact that would have if they nationalised news. You know, instead of having these whooshing in titles and explosion sounds and hyperbole and fucking wacky presenters who start their shows with things like Biden crime syndicate, you know, question mark. And, uh, and then they're like, joining us now is a former Republican candidate for Mississippi and author of the book Mob Politics, Taylor Phillips Vaughn III Jr. And on the other side of the panel tonight, we've got a fire-breathing preacher, Reverend Clarence Brown from the 32nd Street Gospel Parish, churchy place who tell their congregations that God is looking out for them with the poor health and the ravaging poverty while politically campaigning against health care and any increases to Social Security. Welcome both. Welcome back to the show. Now, first question tonight. How worried should the American people be that this godless pagan con man asshole is running for re-election like imagine if that was nationalized and brought back down to earth like no more of that shit 
No more whooshing in titles, explosions, no more fear and hate. Imagine if they just reported the news again. If it just went back to just boring old news. Yes, and today on the uh, uh, Freeway 25, there was a light accident. And Oh, and the president has announced that he's going to blah, 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 0.52%. And uh, the queen visited, uh, blah, blah. Like, if that was it, you know, just the headlines. Just what fucking happened. No editorial line anymore. No panels. No hyperbole. No pressure to keep eyes locked in so you can sell advertising. No tribalism. And, and refusal to broadcast things that might upset your tribalist viewers. Like, how long do you think it would be before America settled itself the fuck down again? Like, I would give it a year. I honestly think you could wind that shit down in 12 months if you just nationalised news. Or even if you just regulated it a bit, you know? Like, I know... Look, if there's any Americans listening, I know you lot are all fucking drunk on free speech and, you know, freedom in general. Freedom! Land of the free and liberty and all that stuff. But, like, I know the idea of the state reaching into a news organisation and telling it what it can and cannot say. I know that is terrifying to some of you out there. But it's weird because it's, it's because of the biased and rabid news the frothing nonsense that you have over there that you're hooked on like heroin. It's because of that that you fear regulation like that so much. Like, it's not going to be managed and run by Joe Biden personally. Like, you understand that, don't you? Imaginary MAGA man in my mind. Like, you understand that. Tell me you understand. Like, if... If Fox News hadn't fried your brain so bad, you'd be being rational about this, wouldn't you? Like, like, yeah, I guess you could have an independent body of carefully selected journalists and academics and moderates who could vote on X and implement a news regulation policy over here that was balanced and struck the right... It, it, like, anyway. I I'm positive you could implement press regulation, both here and in the US, and come away with a more sane and rational country. But anyway, that's Hunter Biden. And he's been accused of. Um, and I quite like this, I have to say. He's been accused of purchasing a gun in 2018 while in the throes of crack addiction, apparently. And here's the fun part. The Republicans are like, ha, that's illegal to buy a gun or, or to even possess a gun. When you've recently taken or are addicted to a prohibited substance. Like, aren't these the same people who think gun ownership should just be basically completely untempered? You know, like, like if you put them in any other scenario, they'd be campaigning for crack addicts to be able to buy bazookas. You know? Uh, are you sure you want to let crackheads buy guns? Doesn't that seem unsafe to you well no uh you know he he might be stood on the sidewalk swaying clumsily and barely in contact with the real world but he's still an american god damn it so he still has just as much right to carry his ar-15 as any one of you but now what now now because it's hunter biden now they're all about that gun control apparently <laughs> 
Now you're going to catch Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene on the next celebrity gun control video, clicking their fingers every five seconds. But you have to laugh at it, don't you? If you didn't laugh, you'd fucking cry or kill yourself. Like the transparency, the hypocrisy. These people, they, they spend their lives campaigning against any form of gun control. Like, they're so love drunk on all the talk of the, the founding fathers and the Constitution. And being able to clutch your musket as you sit on your porch waiting for the tyranny to begin so you can fight back and keep America free. Until it's a Democrat's crackhead son <laughs> walking into the gun shop. And then they're like, oh... On second thoughts, some controls might be good. Give me strength. Incidentally, if you want to read, if you want a quick temperature check of how messed up the American judicial system actually is, right? Think about not just gun ownership laws, but like drug laws and just the draconian and outdated ways and models and stuff that they work to right just consider this for a minute right you can drink a bottle of whiskey or rum or half a crate of stella right all of which are substances that could easily make you quite volatile right like like people who get liquored up can get angry <laughs> I don't think that's going to blow anyone's mind. We're not treading over any new ground here by establishing that. We all know it. Inhibitions, gone. Your sense of risk and, and repercussions, gone. Things you were ish angry about earlier, but kept it all bottled up for, you know, four or five years. Now it's unbottled, <laughs> uncorked, and the anger is free-flowing now. Into that tumbler, down your throat, through your veins, and into the 12-gauge. And yet, if you are shit-hammered on rum and you're clutching a gun, that isn't even a felony. It's like, it's a misdemeanor. It's akin to, like, vandalizing a wall or trespassing. Like, that's it. It's nothing. And yet, you could take half a bag of Mandy and a couple of pills. You'd be loved up to the nines. You know, hugging everyone, laughing, dancing. But if you were found to have a gun in your backpack while on ecstasy, <laughs> they would haul you into the police station and they would be like, this is a serious offense. This is a felony charge because you are on a controlled substance and it's a dangerous substance. This is contraband. But but I'm I'm literally hugging and like loving everyone. Right, but it's look, dr drugs are dangerous. Okay, you're you're out of your mind on drugs, son. But but I have I have zero hate or, or anger in, inside of me right now. I'm just in love with the entire world. Well well okay, but but it it, it could still be dangerous. Like how? Like why? Well well sure you feel loved up now. You feel really happy now, but uh. But in a few hours? <laughs> I mean, that would be fair enough, wouldn't it? Then you'd be like, well, okay. <laughs> like, sure, you're loved up now, but come tomorrow. You'll have used up two weeks worth of endorphins wondering if you just use that thing to blow your own fucking head off, won't you? 
But still, anyway, I don't know. There's, there's something kind of funnily dumb, isn't there? And very NRA about, like, if you looked at a mandied out kid and you look at the love drug and then the killing machine and your conclusion is it's the love drug that's the felony problem here, you know? It's so fucked up. Anyway, where are we with this stuff? So we've got Biden facing impeachment because apparently there's evidence of bribery and uh, millions of dollars being funneled around different shell companies. And, um, and you've got Hunter Biden in trouble for buying a gun while allegedly in the throes of drug addiction. And meanwhile, in the background, you've got Putin saying Trump is amazing. Trump is being unfairly persecuted. And saying it's good for Russia. I don't know if you guys saw that this week. It's good for Russia that Trump is being persecuted. and Because it shows the world, apparently, so says Vlad. It shows the world that the US have no business trying to teach anyone else how to do democracy, as it were. The US has no business trying to teach anyone else how to do democracy. Is what he said. It's unclear, though, whether Putin thinks he himself is in any position to teach democracy to anyone. Like, I'm not sure I would rank a semester at Putin College particularly high, to be honest with you. Learning democracy. I mean, if the US has no business teaching democracy, which I'm not necessarily saying, like, it does. I mean, geopolitically democratically the united states is a bit of a joke <laughs> it's an oligarchy it's hugely corrupt and arrogant and violent but i'm just saying if the us is in no position to teach it i don't know man like it's difficult to imagine the dictatorship pretending to be a democracy where they throw dissenters off the 23rd floor and jail journalists it's just difficult to imagine that as the Ivy League of democracy schools either, isn't it? It's <laughs> like, well, they've got no business teaching anyone democracy. Oh, and, and you do? Do you? Okay. Like, Vlad, there is a conversation to be had about how corrupt and ridiculous America has become. But I don't know if you are the guy to lead that. America have no business teaching anyone else democracy. Cool. Okay. Thanks for the input. And thanks for putting it out on your state-controlled media. While taking a braid from invading another democracy. In fact, you know what? Maybe, maybe Russia do have a role. Just thinking about it. Maybe Russia do have a role to play in teaching us how to keep things settled, at least, you know? If not teaching democracy, maybe they could teach us how to keep things settled a little bit. How to keep things a bit calmer. You know, I mean, like they have they have state controlled media, like I was saying with like the Fox News and the regulation stuff like Russia have state controlled media in the extreme, admittedly. But look over there, right? Look over in, in Moscow. Look over in St. Petersburg. Look over there. You see, is, is anyone invading the Kremlin last January? <laughs> so, yeah, what what am I saying here? Let me just quickly. Trying to make this sound like I'm not a Putin apologist. We should nationalise American news. I think that's what I'm saying. Or regulate it. 
and cool the temperature a bit. So the Democratic West stand half a chance of being as calm and settled as an authoritarian dictatorship. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Guys, that's it. I got to go. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in tonight on the live stream uh, to Stu, Kerry, Louise. Um, big doff of the cap to the Patreon backers for continuing to support the show. Um, as I say, I've got a gig coming up on Thursday, the 28th of September, less than two weeks away, guys. If you haven't grabbed yourself a ticket for that yet, um, please do so. It's me, Otto English, uh, Ashley Hayden, John left at the countryside. Starts at seven o'clock that night. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be stand up games, psalms, readings. It's going to be a good time, man. I'm going to meet and greet. I'm going to take loads of photos and uh, yeah, try and say as, like hello to as many of you as possible. So if you're in or around London on Thursday, the 28th of September, jump to uh, funk-27.co.uk forward slash shows or just click the link in the description uh, and grab yourself a ticket to that. Um, once again, big shouts to the Patreons. It's Bowman, Kai, Christy, David Voice, Martin Maracas, Mojo Sabian, Peter Del Monte, Pingu, Silent, Stuart, T-Rex, Aaron, Alex, Jeff, Ned, Sarah, Simon, Elsa, Chris, Malcolm, Rodri, and Kerry. Thank you so, so much, guys. Uh, I'm out now. I might be on Labour Social in about half an hour's time. That's nine o'clock Friday night for those of you who just can't get enough of my dulcet tones. Um, for those of you who have come to your senses and are thoroughly bored of my endless drivel and non-versation, uh, I'll be back next week for another solo show, hopefully with a guest next Friday. Um, that's it from me. Keep it strictly hashtag Bimfluencer and I'm out this motherfucker. Uh -huh.